Proverbs chapter number 1 this morning. Proverbs chapter number 1 this morning. Again, happy Father's Day to all of you uh, who are fathers. We appreciate you. Thank the Lord for godly fathers. And uh, thank the Lord for our Heavenly Father this morning. And uh, I want you to look with me. I want to read eight verses in chapter number 1, maybe 9. Let's read 9. And then I'll, I'll give you a few other verses throughout the book of Proverbs this morning. And uh, I want to preach on, uh, with the Lord's help, uh, the instruction of a father. The instruction of a father. Uh, I'm going to read and then we'll pray. Proverbs chapter 1 this morning. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, and judgment, and equity, to give subtlety to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Notice verse number eight this morning. My son, hear the instruction of thy father. The instruction of thy father. No doubt there is a message there to the son to hear good instruction. How many of you agree with me on that this morning? As a son, as a daughter, as a child, it is my job to listen to the instructors in my life, especially that of my father. But if it is my job as a son to hear the instruction of my father, then as a father, it is my job to give instruction to my son. That's what I want to preach on this morning. Let's read on. My son, hear the instruction of thy father and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace under thy head and chains about thy neck. Uh, let, me, let me read to you a few more verses this morning. I, I typed them out so you wouldn't have to turn there. Uh, Proverbs chapter four, you can write them down and look at them later though, if you'd like to. Verse one, hear ye children the instruction of a father. There it is again. And attend to no understanding. Uh, Proverbs chapter eight, verse number 10. Receive my instruction and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. Uh, he said, if you get anything from me, it's not that I want you to just get my silver or my gold, but if there's anything more valuable, it is get my instruction. Receive my instruction. And more than I ought to leave my children silver and gold, I ought to leave them something more valuable and that is instruction. Chapter 13, verse number one. A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. 
chapter 15 of Proverbs, verse five. A fool despiseth his father's instruction, but he that regardeth reproof is prudent. Did you see that with me? Uh, in all of those verses, the commonality or the common ground, the instruction of a father. Let's pray this morning. Our Heavenly Father, we love you this morning and we do thank you. Thank you, God, that you've instructed us in these 66 books of the King James Bible. God, thank you this morning, Lord, for the Spirit of God that speaks to us uh, through the scriptures that's been given to us. God, I pray this morning that you'd help us. Lord, I pray, God, that you would encourage the fathers to be instructors. God, that we would take on the responsibility, that we would take on the grave uh, 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 responsibility that's been given us to be instructors to our sons and daughters. God, I pray this morning you'd help us now. Lord, bless in the preaching of the word of God and we'll thank you for it. We'll bless you for it. We'll give you honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Uh, go back with me if you left there, Proverbs chapter one. We'll, we'll look around there in that text uh, uh, for the majority of the preaching this morning. Proverbs chapter number one. I'm preaching on, with the Lord's help, the instruction of a father. It is Father's Day, uh, and uh, this message will work on today, but it'll work on any day, because there's never a day that our young people do not need the instruction of a godly father. Uh, I, I read somewhere this week, uh, and, and I don't keep up with statistics too often, but I read somewhere this week, uh, actually I got an email, and I was reading through the email uh, from a spiritual group. It was a conservative political group, and, and I was reading through that email, and I came across this. Uh, they said uh, that uh, in, 20, in the 2020 U.S. Census, the 2020 U.S. Census, there was 18.4 million children living in a household without a father. 18.4 million children living in a home without their father. Uh, I guess that would mean they're living in a home without the instruction of a father. Uh, they went on to say that there were 73 million children uh, uh, at the time of the 2020 census, 73 million children living in the United States of America uh, and out of those 73 million, 18.4 uh, were living in a home without a father. Without a father, They did the math on it and said that is 25% of U.S. households with children or 25% of young people are growing up without a father in their life. Uh, I guess that would mean, as I said a moment ago, they are growing up without the instruction of a father in their life. Uh, doesn't that make sense uh, at the hour that we're living in, uh, uh, in the mess that are in our homes uh, and with our young people and now our adults uh, in this generation we're living in. Uh, they said that that number uh, had doubled since 1968. Uh, in 1968, the number of children growing up without a father was half 
of what it is in 2020, that number has doubled. Uh, I'd say it's risen in the last three years, no doubt. I'd say it's not gone uh, in the direction of good, but it's probably risen in the rate of children that are growing up without fathers. Uh, It is, according to Solomon, the job of a father to instruct children and young men and young ladies in the ways of life. Let me say this, if 18.4 million young people are growing up without a father in their home, what about the others who are growing up with a father in their home but he's got extramarital affairs that keeps him busy. He's got a drug addiction that keeps him on the road. He's got a work addiction that keeps him out of the life of those children. What about those that he is so busy? He may live there, but he's never there. And when he is there, he's checked out and he's on his phone or he's involved in something else. I'd say the numbers are staggering how many young people are growing up either without one or with one that's not worth having? What we need this morning is, uh, is fathers who realize it is my job to be an instructor. Uh, with fathers who realize it is my duty, it is my responsibility to be a teacher and instructor to the generation that's coming up behind me. And if you were one of those fortunate enough to have one, you ought not only to thank God that you did, uh, but you ought to determine in your heart to whom much is given, much is required. And if somebody gave some sense to me uh, through instruction, then let me be that way to those coming up behind me. Um, an instructor is a teacher. What are you teaching? An instructor is a leader. Where are you leading? An instructor is a supporter, an encourager, and a model. What are you modeling for your children as a father at home? I wrote down a few things just by way of introduction this morning. I'll give them to you and I'll get to the meat of the message that the Lord Uh, is put in my heart this morning. But I want to say to you, if you're going to be an instructor, if you're going to be a father that instructs his children, uh, just by way of introduction this morning, uh, a father that is an instructor, number one, must be present. I I could use a little feedback this morning. He must be present. Uh, They're not going to get wisdom through osmosis. They're not going to get it Uh, by somebody else, Uh, it is your job and you need to be present. I understand you go to work, I understand you stay busy, but make some time uh, where you, when you come home, uh, you take the time to talk, you take the time to listen, you take the time to invest, you take the time to reach out and to teach uh, and to use moments in their life as teachable moments. You must be present. Uh, We've got a lot of young people 
whose dad is not present. He's not around. Maybe he's uh, not around because they don't know who he is. That's an unfortunate situation. Let me say to all the young people in that situation, when your father forsakes you, uh, your heavenly father will not forsake you. Uh, He'll never forsake you. uh, And he'll put people in your life that will help you if you'll receive uh, their help. Uh, but a father must be a, a, a father that is going to be an instructor must be present. I'd ask you this morning about the presence in the life. You say, "Well, right now they're so little." need me. They need you uh, from the time they're born. They need you uh, all throughout their life. They need you in different levels and in different capacities. If they're full grown this morning, they still need you in their life. There will never be a time that they'll not need a father. They'll never, I don't care if they're 50 years old, if you're still alive, they need you in their life. A father must be present. That means that you're going to have to get over your pride. That means you're going to have to get over yourself because you think that they did you wrong and now you've put, they're grown and now you've pushed them aside because they didn't treat you with respect. They still need you this morning. They still need you this morning. There'll never be a time when they don't need a father. They need a father. Little ones need a father. Teenagers need a father. Most of the times, not all all the time. Most of the time, it's been my uh, it's been my uh, perception. Uh, as I've dealt with young people, most of the time when you find a young man or a young woman uh, uh, with big issues in their life, you can usually uh, trace it back to a father who was absent or a father who was there but he was involved in his own scandal that he didn't have time to deal with that child uh, and that child has suffered at the hand of an absent father. Most of the time, when young ladies are promiscuous, it is because they never had a father or their father was absent in their life. That's just the truth. You say, I don't like that truth. I didn't say you had to, but it's still the truth. Most of the time, when young men are punks, and rebels, it is because daddy didn't take the time to teach him anything worth learning in his life and did not deal with the issues that made him a punk and a rebel. Fathers must be present. Instructors must be present. There's about six of them. I don't want to preach them because I want to get to the message that I want to preach this morning. But, But instructors must be prepared. There is nothing in this world that will prepare you for being a father. Is that right? I, I, I mean, you, you know, preacher, I, I, I found out my wife and I were having children and I just don't think I'm prepared. Uh, that's right, you're not. You, you don't know what to expect, but it's amazing that God, when that child comes along, will give you a love that you didn't know you could have. He'll give you wisdom that you didn't know that you needed. He'll give you grace. He'll give you patience. He'll give you what you need if you allow him to do so in your life. 
A child needs a father to instruct them and a, an instructor must be prepared. You say, well, you just told me I can't be prepared and now that I ought to be prepared. You don't know what to prepare yourself for. You don't know what to expect, really. But I'll tell you this much this morning. Any good teacher is going to make preparation in their life to be better at what they're teaching, to be better at what they're instructing in. And when God gives you young people, when God puts children in your home, uh, uh, there is, a, there is a, a responsibility in your part. There is a responsibility in your life to get better than you were yesterday. Day, to do it better than you did yesterday uh, and the way we prepare is that we seek the Lord in his word and in prayer and in wisdom uh, that God will teach us as we grow and as we learn. Thank God he don't give them to us usually unless you marry into a family or adopt. He don't give them to us for the first time when they're teenagers. Aren't you glad when your child was born he wasn't 12? What would you do and you never had one and now you got one and they're 12 and there's some folks they adopt and they never had children they adopt and that's the way it goes. Uh, we got grace for you. We got, well, I mean, we, we, we're all praying. That, uh, uh, there's folks say marry and that's how it goes. But for the most part, God gives them to you and they don't know how to walk. They don't know how to talk. They don't know how to eat for themselves. They don't know how to defend themselves. And you are pretty much prepared to at least help them in those areas. But as they grow, you ought to grow. As they grow, you ought to prepare yourself for the day that they're saying, God, I need you. I need things to be right with you. How am I going to instruct a 16-year-old in the ways of God when I am not right with God myself? Can anybody hear me this morning? How am I a 20 year old uh, who's headed into marriage or headed into the working world or headed off to college and say let me sit down and talk to you son let me sit down and talk to you daughter when my affairs are not in order between me and God an instructor must be prepared I'd ask you this morning what are you doing for what God has put in your life be the best instructor you can be. Well, where do we get our instruction? I mean, right here from the Word of God. You say, preacher, I don't know much about it. How long have you been saved? Why don't you know any more about it than you did when you got saved? You got one at your house. You got one on your phone. On your phone. You got one in your car. You got one everywhere you go. Read the Bible. Let the Spirit of God speak to you. Do what He says. And as you do, you are preparing yourself preparing someone else. A father is to be prepared. I'd say this this morning about a father or an instructor. He is not only to be present and prepared, but he is to be, as an instructor, proactive. I'm not waiting this morning. And sometimes throughout life, things catch you off guard you wasn't, you wasn't expecting. Anybody ever been caught off guard with stuff and you wasn't expecting I'm not waiting this morning on the devil to show up and try to destroy the thing. I'm expecting that he's going to. I am expecting that he's after my children. 
I'm expecting that he's after these young men. I am expecting that he's after these young ladies. I am expecting that he's after this church, that he's after these homes. and, 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 And an instructor is proactive. He sees the danger that's coming before it gets there and makes provision for it when it does get there. You don't always have to be caught off guard. You don't always have to be caught in the dark. You don't always have to be caught with no way of knowing uh, what's going on. You can realize that there is a generation that's coming. Uh, I probably ought to monitor what's on the phone in their hands. Somebody help me right there. I'm going to go out here and say this to you this morning because we've been in Bible camp all week long uh, and half of your young people would admit it when you're not around. Uh, they're sitting up at two or three o'clock in the morning on their phones talking to people you don't know who they are and they want help and they need help uh, uh, but you won't want, that is not proactive parenting. Every time I talk about that, folks get mad at me. I wonder why you get so mad about that. I want to know something else. Why don't you listen to that? And some of you never have listened. You got too much pride to ever admit that your child might have problems, that your home might have some some problems in it, and so you won't listen or do anything about the problem that has been preached about for years. And it's living right in your house. And you are creating monsters that don't want to be that, but they've hooked themselves up to stuff because they got hooked up to stuff when they didn't realize what it was. And you're just hoping one of these days they'll grow out of it. Yeah, about like you. They're going to grow out of it about like you who still had not grown out of it. Proactive. Uh, I mean, I don't have time to preach right here, but you, you, you pile them up in cars with rebels. America puts them in cars with rebels. Say, go on, have a good time. And we all scratch our head when they come back drunk. We all scratch our head when they come back pregnant. Everybody scratches their head and says, well, I don't know what happened. I do. You send them out at two o'clock in the morning with rebels. They didn't even want that. The average young person may say, I I wish I had liberty, wish I had freedom, but at the end of the day, what they really wish is somebody would hug them. What they really wish is somebody put their arm around them and say, I love you unconditionally. What What they really wish they had was somebody that would say, no, we're not gonna do that. I know you don't understand it now, but I am your father, and I said no because I love you more than anything in this world. Thank God for instructors who are proactive. That can even see because they have enough discernment to know that that one little thing may not be that big of a deal, but if that one little thing opens the door to another thing, to another thing, then that could take them down a road. And so, though you don't understand, I'm not allowing this in your life because this may not be that bad, but what it'll bring is 10 times worse. Instructors are proactive. 
If ever, if ever we've needed, and I'm not talking about folks who don't have parents this morning. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about folks who, and, and again, if you're sitting here this morning, your parents are not active in your life, God can be. Get, uh, hook yourself up to a preacher. Hook yourself up to a preacher's wife. Hook yourself up to people in the church that love God and let them help you and instruct you. But what I'm talking to this morning is those who are sitting in here and we have homes with fathers in them and yet our fathers have never taken the stand of being proactive and it's time somebody help me right there it's time well I let their mother deal with that stuff why well she's always dealt with it take it from her no you're not going to deal with this no more I'm going to deal with it well she might not like that she can get over it I didn't know you were so scared. Oh, y'all got quiet on me this morning. How come you're so scared that you've been cowing down and the whole home's out of order? You take over it. You step up. I'm gonna deal with this. This is not what we're gonna do. Why? Because I love you and I love this home and I love and we're going to honor God and we're going to raise you to the glory of God and we're going to stand for what's right and we're going to do it to the best of our ability and we're taking out of your life what is destroying your life. Fathers are proactive. Instructors. Not only that, this morning, I may never even get to the meat of the message, but this is preaching pretty good. May not be enjoyable, but boy, if we'll take it and put it in our pocket, we can live with it. Instructors are a pattern. Everybody loves the do as I say, not as I do. Right? Do as I say, not as I do. And that child says, I'm going to tell you something, I don't care if you're a terrible dad. You may be the worst dad ever has been. There's something inside that boy that wants to be just like you. And there's something inside that girl that's looking for one just like you. And she's going to go up and marry one just like you. You say, God help her, I hope she don't. That's what she's looking for. Because it don't matter you are. It don't matter how you are. You are father and father holds some uh, I mean father holds some standing in his life and her life and she ain't listening to what you say. She's looking for what you are. And he ain't listening to what you say. He's looking at what you are. He wants to be just like you. You are his pattern. If I am going to be his pattern, then I probably ought not say stuff like this. Now, church is good, son. Church is good, honey. But you go on off to church with mom. I'm not going. And what he heard or what she heard is when I get old enough, I'm going to be like daddy. What well done got quiet in here this morning. Fathers ought to be a pattern. If you're going to be an instructor, you have to be a pattern. You have to be prayerful. If you think this morning you can do this on your own, 
Oh, you got another thing coming. The only people who think they can do it on their own is people who are lying to themselves or people who've never done it. <laughs> Either you've never done it and you've got all the answers and you can't wait till you can get some children so we can have finally some perfect angel babies. And I don't say that to all of our folks in here who don't have children. Not everybody who don't have children are that way. But there's enough of them who don't have children that are that way that always snicker and giggle when they finally get them some and theirs aren't perfect angel babies like they thought they would be. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of praying. Praying for them, praying with them, praying when they're not around. If I'm going to teach you how to do something, boys, if I'm going to teach you how to live, if I'm going to navigate through the devils in this hour, I'm going to need the hand of the Lord. I need the help of God. I need the help of God this morning. If I'm going to help navigate through this mess that we're living in, I cannot do it alone. Neither can you. Instructors must be patient. They're not going to get it the first time, the second time, the third time, the fourth time, or the fifth time, probably. And sometimes you're going to sit and scratch your head and wonder, did they ever get it? And you're going to have to be as patient with them as God is with you. That's pretty patient, ain't it? Hear the instruction of a father and the admonition is to a young man, would you listen to your father? But there is a secondary admonition to a father. If you are a father, then start giving instruction to those that are listening. It is critical I'm going to give you this and be done. It is critical, it is crucial, it is paramount in the development of a child that there is instruction of a father, especially in these three areas I'm about to give you. Number one, in the physical development of a child, it is critical that there is instruction of a father in the physical development of a child. Now what kind of instruction does a child need as they are physically developing? Well, I mean, if you really, really want to get down to it, I mean, somebody's got to help teach them how to walk, right? Somebody's got to help teach them how to talk. And they learn how to talk because they listen to you talk. And they learn how to walk because they watch you walk and you hold their hand and they begin to take their little baby steps and, and, and all of that. But that don't end when they learn how to talk and it don't end when they learn how to walk. But they're going to grow up and whether they're a boy or a girl, their body's going to change, their mind's going to change, their heart's going to change in many ways. And they're going to need some help in the physical development as they grow up. And that's about the time when most of us want to check out because that's when it gets real good and awkward. They are not a little one no more, but they're not a grown one. Now, somewhere in the middle, and they are, I mean, there are some issues of life in the physical development as a young man or a young lady grows up where there is just nothing in this world that can take the place of the instruction of a father. Just nothing at all. 
their appearance. Their appearance. Um, I don't mean this critical of anybody. I really don't. But have you have you seen? And they, they're they're called emos. I believe that's short for emotionals. I think. And, and I know folks. You know, say, well, what's wrong with them? What's wrong? With them? I can about tell you what's wrong with most of them: the lack of a father. Or if he was around, he wasn't enough count to help. Emos, emotional. Uh, their, 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 their head is bowed down. Their, their demeanor is, is, is that of uh, uh, a lack of confidence. They, uh, they, 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 they do things for attention. Obviously, when people do things for attention, that's a good indicator that they're not getting the attention that they need. Somebody in that home ought to have enough common sense to say, why is my child looking for attention everywhere else? Obviously, I am not giving that that they need at the home. It's not as hard as we might. Well, what's wrong? I don't know what's wrong with them. You're probably aiding what's wrong with them. I, I, I scratch my head and puzzle sometimes. You see a, a, a man's man. He's, 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 he's muscular. He's hardworking. He's calloused hands. He's got a man's voice. He wears man's clothes. He wears boots and wranglers and and, 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 he, and he works and he's got a pocket knife in his pocket and calluses on his hands. And then you meet his son. And his son has never been outside in the sun. His son has never been in the sun. And his son is really worried about the flip of his hair. And his son has no calluses. He's never worked. He's never been made to work. He's never done anything that caused sweat uh, besides maybe yelling at the computer or the game or the TV. And you wonder, how did this man's man uh, not see that he, and here's the, well, they're just not, just didn't want them to be, you know, just didn't want to push who I was on them. But here's the problem. The world is pushing what they want him to be on him. The game is pushing what it wants them to be on him. The devil is pushing what it wants them to be. I'm sorry, boys, but I am pushing what I want you to be until you grow up and be what I want you to be. I have an idea. I can't decide your future. I can't decide who you're going to marry. I'm going to help you. I'm going to encourage you. Every now and then we'll look at one and say, now boys, that ain't what you're looking for. Yes, sir. Look, that ain't it. And every now and then there'll be one and we'll get our boys and we'll say, but look right there. She's pretty and she's godly and she loves the Lord and she's filled with joy and she loves her daddy and her mama. That's what you're looking for. It is my job as a father as they grow up in the physical area of life to help them come along. That means in their appearance, how they dress. Whether you've got a boy or a girl, it's your job, Father, to look at that little girl and say, Honey, you're going to put something more on than that. But Daddy, all the kids are wearing this. I hate that for them. I guess their daddies don't love you like I do. But you go put more on. 
And I'll leave it up to you this morning to figure out how God wants you to dress. But when you figure it out how God wants your home to dress, just go ahead and stand on whatever that looks like if it is modest and holy. Daddy, all the girls are wearing this. Bless their hearts, nobody loves them like I love you. But daddy, all the boys are doing this. I know, they're all dumb, ain't they? But you're not going to be. It is my job to instruct them in the physical development of their life. Did you know this morning as a father what you say can help give them confidence? I wonder who it is that has tore down all these children that hang their head down low and walk around like they don't have enough about them to be somebody. I want to know where was their father? Say, son, lift your head up. You're somebody. Lift your head up and walk around like you are somebody. Conduct yourself. When you speak when you're spoken to, you shake a man's hand. You say yes, ma'am, and yes, sir, and no, ma'am, and no, sir. You hold the door open for a lady. I know they don't like it no more. I do it for those who do like it and out of spite to those who don't. I see one of them coming and I know. I mean, I know. And, and all the ERF and, and I know she's, I mean, you know, women's, I mean, all of it. I open the door for her too just because I know she don't like it. In the physical development, that young lady, sir, I'm going to tell you something. If you'll treat her with so much love and respect and kindness and discipline, you'll give her confidence that she can't get anywhere else. I, I, I see sometimes homes where maybe the, the, the father is not even a Christian but he has learned the value of training up his child. And he might not even know the Lord, might not even go to church. And he does a better job sometimes than some of us Christians because what he has done is he has won that young lady to himself and he has determined by the glory of God, I'm not giving you off to some riffraff. I'm not giving you away to some jerk. I'm not letting some punk come in here and call the shots or run the show. I am your father and I... To love you and lead you and she has confidence in him and because she has confidence in him she has confidence in herself and she has some sort of a personal value of her own self that says I don't belong to just everybody I'm not going with just everybody but my father has given me confidence She's probably watched that while watching him treat her mother what the way she ought to be treated. I mean, is anybody hearing me this morning? The physical appearance. 
in the physical development, we need Father's instruction. The way we dress, the way we comb our hair. I, I, I kid oftentimes, y'all not going to believe this when I tell it to you. I played baseball, not that part, but if you ever seen me play baseball, you probably think, well, I don't believe that either. I played baseball when I was in elementary school. I was on a team, the Varnell Stars. We, we won everything that year. I mean, we were good. Of course, we was elementary, fifth, sixth grade, elementary and middle school. And uh, them boys cut their hair. They shaved it. Uh, it was an undercut. Remember when, when, you remember when everybody had bowl cuts? and It's like if you put a bowl in your head and just cut what was around it. Well, this was an undercut. It went up under the hair that was hanging down all the way up here to the top, and the hair just hung down. It was popular in the 90s. Some of them teenage heartthrobs, you know, did that, and all the girls liked it, so all the boys wanted their hair to look like that. So I, I told my mom, she always cut my hair, and I said, that's how I want it. She said, your daddy ain't going to like it. I said, come on, Mama, please. She did. I went to ball practice just as proud as any young man could be. I had my undercut shaved all the way up. Does that make, are you seeing the uh, shaved all the way up underneath? So if I pulled it over, it was just shaved. I pulled it over that way, it was just shaved. And I and just down, I went to ball practice and didn't help me play ball any better. So it made me feel better. I got home and my daddy said, come here, let me look at you, boy. I thought, oh, Lord. Short-lived. He said, Sherry, I want you to fix that. She said, well, there ain't no way to fix it. It's shaved down to the skin on the side. He said, well, I guess you have to match it then. I said, Daddy, don't make me do that. He said, well, I didn't tell you to do that. Daddy, everybody, I don't care what everybody's doing. You're not going to grow up to be a sissy. You're not going. This is what he told me. You're not going to grow up. You're not a girl. You don't, you're not going to have your long hair. You're, you're a boy. You're going to have a boy's haircut. He said, well, I can't believe he did. Boy, I sure am glad he did. <laughs> Daddy made me sit there, Mama, cutting my hair off. It was all gone. I went to ball practice one evening with an undercut. I went to ball practice the next day with a buzz cut. And they said, what happened to your hair? I said, I just changed my mind. <laughs> Had too much pride to say, Curtis Williams changed my mind. <laughs> but we got a mess this morning. We got a mess. And it's your job as a father when you see your son do something say son what did you just say where'd you hear that don't you let me ever hear you say something dumb like that again huh boy what are you slumped over in that chair for set up like you are somebody set up like a man huh let's get you a pair of boots and I don't just wear boots. I wear, I wear dress shoes. I, I, they even got me talking. I wear them hey dudes now. I can't remember what they called. I always tell my wife, go get my Sperry's. She said, hey dudes. Yeah, them too. 
you know you're getting older either when you forget what it's called or you just call it something else just out of fun. That's old people stuff. They just call it the wrong name just to get under your skin. Go get them sparries. I'm nearly done preaching. Won't finish it. Physical appearance. That child's coming up and they're developing acne and their body's changing and their voice is changing and the world's changing. All the friends are changing. The world around them is changing. You better be there to help mold them into the young man God wants them to be or in the sake of the daughters into the young lady God wants her to be. It's all right this morning for a boy to cry and have a soft heart. There ain't nothing wrong with that. And it's all right for a girl to want to be outside and play. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But you better ask God to give you wisdom, especially in the hour that we're living in, that you make men out of your boys and ladies out of your girls and you do it to the glory of God and you invest in their life and you know what's going on as they physically grow. Physical development. Here's what the Bible said, verse 9, verse 8. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother, for they shall be an ornament of grace under thy head and chains about thy neck. He said, son, if you'll get this instruction, it'll be grace. And he uses a physical illustration. It'll be grace. It'll be a, it'll be a what's the... Uh, what verse, verse number nine, what does he say there? I, I, I forgot it. A what? An ornament. It will add to you. And it'll be visible. How come if you hear the instruction of a father, it will be visible in your outward appearance that you're different? And chain about thy neck. He said, you'll look like somebody. And it'll be visible. If you'll hear my instruction. Daddy, I guess that means you better be an instructor if you want them to grow up to be somebody. Physical development. I'll just give you these last ones and be done. I won't preach them. In the material decisions. And you can look chapter 4. I won't read it, but you can look in chapter 4. He talks about giving instruction and he gives his son instruction. Not just in the physical development, but in the material decisions. What you do with money, how you get it, and what you do with it when you get it. How you give. What you go do to get it. Value in a hard day's work. Getting rich quick's never worked. It's all in Proverbs. In the material decisions regarding money, regarding marriage, all through Proverbs, he says, son, this is not what you're looking for. Son, this is what you're looking for. And it would be said to daughters, this is not what you're looking for. And mom and daddy, don't marry that girl off just because that man's got money. He may have money, but he may be a bum. He may have money, but he may be abusive. Look for the will of God. 
Don't be afraid if he don't have anything. Most of y'all started out and didn't have anything either. That's probably better starting out when you're young not having anything than it is starting out having everything. You have everything, there's nothing to work for or aspire to. You start off with nothing. Thank God we don't have anything but each other and Jesus. That's how we started out. And if I had to go back there again, I could trust him again. I've been there. Near the instruction of a father in material decisions, that is where you go to school, what you do with your life. Be there. The friends you keep. Thirdly, and I'm done. We need the instruction of a father in the physical development, in the material decisions, and in the spiritual devotion. I'm done preaching this morning. I may come back some other time and look at this. Come on to the piano. Actually, Cherith, you come on to the piano. My wife is sick, uh, or allergies. She can't. She don't have a voice. You come on up here and get a song ready. I said sick, but nobody's sick anymore. You can't be sick. You just have allergies. Probably that's all it is. Probably. The spiritual devotion. It's my job to instruct you. Not as often as I should, probably. But last night, Levi come to me, and it was bedtime. And it was last night we've been at camp, and uh, Levi said, "Daddy, can I read a book?" We'd watch some TV. He said, can I read a book? I said, sure, son. We'd watch some TV. He said, can I read a book? I said, sure, son.